0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ask IoT series on the IoT for All podcast. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, this is a series where we bring on the brightest minds in IoT to share their experiences and answer your questions. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, the editor-in-chief of IoT for All, and this is episode number 11. Now, I am very excited about today's episode because I'm joined by Neil Jane, the product manager at Site 1001. And for those of you who do not know much about Site 101, they have actually been a knowledge partner of ours for over a year now. So it's really cool that they've kind of gone from a uh, reader of IoT for All to a knowledge partner and now an actual uh, guest on our podcast. Now, before Neil jumps in here to introduce himself, let me give you a little bit of background. So Site 101 focuses on smart buildings and facilities industry where they have created a platform to help those who manage and operate those buildings and facilities to work smarter. And they've recently released Skylight, which I'm gonna have Neil jump in in a few minutes here to kind of explain a little bit more about. So the first thing I do wanna do now is, first of all, thank Neil for taking his time to be on this show. Welcome to the show and take a few seconds here to kind of give our audience
1: a little background and insight into exactly who you are. Sure, well thank you Ryan, and thank you everyone who is listening to this. Uh, as Ryan mentioned, I'm one of the pro- the product leads at Site ten zero one, and I'm I'm specializing in IoT and mobile. Uh, I've I've been really fascinated with the intersection of IoT and mobile for a couple of years now because we know about Nest, and we know about you know other other beacons and 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 how they really facilitate cool customer experiences for people and buildings are nothing but uh, enhancing customer. Experiences across the board because we spend a lot of our time in them. So right. So a, a big focus for me is really Understanding what makes people tick and most importantly what makes buildings stick <laughs> So
0: sure so, so I'm curious how you got into the IOT space like, you know It's it's a kind of it's obviously a very popular vertical being in the facilities in the building sector But how did you get into IOT and then kind of what took you to down this path to kind of end up
1: where you are now? sure so so what I did was a couple of years ago I was working in Singapore and Singapore is by far one of the kind of the first smart nations uh, mm-hmm. and and they've and they've been a big driver of, of, of IoT and connecting people to information when when and where they need it. So I've been really fascinated by the way that IoT can be leveraged for what we call situation awareness uh, in inside of these communities because when, when we can harness all the information from the IOTs, then we'll, we'll, we'll know what's happening. And also it's just fun because they're coming in all different sizes too. So you can have the SD modes or the, the nests of the world, or even talking trash cans, as we call them that say, you know, empty me now sort of deals.
0: How, um, so I've actually never been to Singapore, but I did see crazy rich agents the other day (laughs) and and it seems like that area and that, that that part of the world is incredibly advanced when it comes to technology. Yeah. Have you noticed anything kind of that they've been on the the forefront of as far as really adopting IoT in in a buildings and facilities management kind of standpoint?
1: Oh, definitely. So there there's a shopping strip there, uh, Orchard, and it's okay. basically basically you know all of the malls you know where where people go there, and sure. they they do a great job of. You know, connecting people and understanding what like what the buildings need to improve on from the inside out, okay. uh, and and what they do is they they connect people to that, and and also the the buses and the schools. Uh, they they use the IoT frameworks as well to make 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 all the maintenance issues a lot more streamlined. Because you know, they're, they're, they're going to know that, okay, this, this, the, the, the water temperature might be very high here or the HVAC systems right. need, need all the repairing. So, okay.
0: Okay, and now let's take a step back just to help our audience yeah. here a little bit. At a high level, can you explain what exactly it means for buildings and facilities to be smart?
1: Yeah, so this is a great question, so thank you. Um, what, what we really r- relate to like smart buildings are actually kind of like human bodies, that everything works together, right? Uh, nothing, nothing is only working on its own. So when you're able to harness all of these, you know, different signals as we call them into one place and understanding what happens, uh, your buildings are a lot more connected and 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 the people who are occupying in these spaces, their experiences are a hundred x more better uh, because of that. I mean, the common examples that we talk about are, you know, work uh, like workplace environments, mm-hmm. uh, for instance. And gotcha. uh, one thing that we're talking about here is like we're migrating companies to smart.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so you guys are really just kind of being able to pull tons of data from different elements of a building or facility yep. and make it usable for the end user, whoever that is, whether it's a guest at a hotel or casino, for instance, or building management or maintenance and kind of the list probably goes on.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, because the the big thing is that we're, we're starting to understand is that these buildings are where people live, work and play. Right? Sure. Um, you, know, uh, the, you know, the statistics are out that people spend 90% of their time in these buildings, whether it, to your point, is at a hotel, or it, mm-hmm. it could be, you know, traveling through airports, and the last thing they want to worry about is, you know, is the HVAC system working or not? Or right. um, and then if 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 these systems go down, then their experiences are going to be unpleasant, uh, and 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 then the building as a whole will be affected by that.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So when I I imagine at least that there has to be a pretty robust connectivity infrastructure put in place for these buildings or facilities, because the sensors that I'm sure collecting this data are very widespread as far as, you know, the kind of sensor, what they're reporting, how often they're reporting the amount of data being transferred. So how, I'm not sure how close you guys are to that per se, but what have you guys maybe learned or seen as far as, what it what goes into actually setting up that connectivity infrastructure to make sure that the whole building can be smart or at least as smart as the owners want it to be?
1: Yeah, that that, that that's that's a great question. So on on that part, we're we're really starting to scratch the surface around that uh, because okay. what happens uh, what happens is for 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 the infrastructure part of it, it is really combining all these different as as you as you correctly called it reports, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because as we, have, we, we often say everything is sending a report these days, right? whether oh. it, 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 it could be from your HVAC systems again or it, it, it could be from the, 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 the talking trash cans or any other right. d- different scenarios here. So we're, we're really working hard on making sure that we have a stable and stable environment and infrastructure to support all of these IOT um, frameworks.
0: Okay, great. And um, how long have you been with the company?
1: Oh, about f- three, three and a half, four months.
0: Oh, okay, not bad, nice. And when did um, when did Skylight come out? How, how recent is that? It seemed pretty new from from the website when I was doing the research before the show. But when when did you guys launch that?
1: We just launched it. I think end end of twenty eighteen.
0: Okay, I could you um tell them us a little bit about what that is? I did I you know I read some stuff on it. it seems super oh, interesting. But oh, sure. I'd love to hear of, course. Your,
1: your... of course, yeah. So. What, what Skylight is, it's a big data platform for buildings. Okay. So what happens is all of, the, all, all of the content that the building managers have is mm-hmm. currently in their own silos. So okay. it, it, it makes it incredibly difficult to manage all this. It, it, it becomes, like we said, a big data problem. Uh, right. So what, what happens is when you're able to combine all of these different silos into one single place, you can you can get all the r- recommendations on it, and we we built an ML and bar, bar, artificial intelligence engine under the hood that right. really streamlines a lot of these efforts.
0: Okay, now are you going? To, or do you have to kind of revamp? Uh, let's say a, a, you go into a, a building or a facility and somebody, you know, they already have some IoT setup in there. Now, does your system kind of sit on top of that? Does it integrate into there? You know, how does that work with kind of legacy systems that are already in existence in some of these buildings who may want to
1: use Skylight? Great, great, great question. So we we can we can do either one of those. So we can integrate right? okay. because we, we have a set of APIs. So we've, based this, we've basically built it from the API perspective. So, um, okay. we, we, we have it from there or we can say like your is are off the shelf, um, kind of framework, if you will, for it.
0: Okay. And is it does, is in most of the cases that you've, um, you've seen, is it a lot more custom integration or is it a lot more kind of off the shelf, out of the box, you know, ready to go and kind of get this plug and play into, into what's, what's out there.
1: Unfortunately, I'm not too privy to that. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm
0: just, just, just kind of. Come up with questions as we go here.
1: that's a great question. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I inversely don't know the answer to that, one, so. that. That's not a problem. Um,
0: so can you kind of dive a little bit more into what Skylight, like the type of activity that you guys are actually monitoring and the type of data you're actually collecting?
1: Sure. So what, what, what we've come up with here is we, we, we call it that we use something called place data. So what, okay. what place data is? it, it, it is, is it really? What, what we can also call like, the you know, the crumbs that are on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. So it's basically generated by everything that affects a building. So okay. the, the, this includes the design information, the sensors and the systems, everything mm-hmm. outside of the building. So let's say the climatic conditions mm-hmm. and, and also the financial figures. And then one, one of the more important things that we're seeing today is crowdsource information. Okay. Uh, basically, you know, the, the signals that are coming from people, because, uh, we, we feel that people are the best sensors, uh, because, you know, they're, they are the ones who are, you know, kind of on the ground, you know, right. you know, experiencing a really terrible work environment or a great place. Yeah. So when, when, when you combine all this place data, we can really give, give someone like, a, they can see they're building in a whole new light. hmm so who are the common, common end users for the
0: solution? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it, it varies depending on the building, but I mean, are you talking about like part of this is interacted with by guests of buildings or um, uh, people who maybe own an apartment in a building all the way to facility maintenance teams to, to you know, managers of buildings, you know, is how, how wide does this really spread and how many people does it kind of touch?
1: Great, great, great question. So what we really are, our, our main focus is on commercial buildings. Uh, okay. v, these are ones that are like the main income source. So that, so we we're we have, we're tackling various verticals. So some right. of them, so some of them are in hospitality, mixed use commercial, okay. and even what big thing now is like smart stadiums. So, Fair enough. okay. So,
0: and yeah, and I then, have a call with, um, with charlotte jones anderson who um is the chief brand officer of the dallas cowboys about oh, cool. them turning uh, i mean it was a, the, the conversation was kind of more around 5g and just the fact of yeah. how they're taking you know they're, they're really on the forefronts of 5g and what's going to allow for fan experiences but right. i mean they basically built a city
1: in that stadium exactly. where you know the you, you, infrastructure is insane Mm-hmm. No, you nailed it. You nailed it. And, and that, that whole customer experience part is really important inside of these, what we call connected communities. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whether, whether it is, you know, let's just use a Dallas Cowboy Stadium, right? Whether, it, whether it's Dallas or out here, you have Chargers or in Kansas yeah. City, you have the Chiefs. So yeah. the, whenever someone wants to go to a stadium, they don't want to think about anything besides hot dogs and, you know, For watching sure. a game or something. So if 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 the people or I should say the stakeholders inside of these places know it, then they can facilitate it and provide almost like a mobile app that acts as their Siri inside of a stadium. Right. So
0: now, do you guys have you guys had discussions on you know you guys just mentioned you're kind of you know in hospitality, mixed use, um, I believe casinos, those kinds yep. of areas. Are there other verticals that is kind of the natural next? level of progression for you guys that you're looking to get into, or at least the system can be
1: applied to that would, that would make sense to, to kind of grow into? That's a good question. So I, I think what we talked about, like the stadiums and even maybe casinos, sure. um, the, the, the biggest, the biggest thing that we're trying to identify is the, all, all of the commercial buildings that really have a lot of foot traffic inside of them, because right. what happens is these are the people who are most affected. Right. Because, you know, whether I, I, I'd even throw some of the airports out there uh, okay. be, because, be, because I'll, 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 come back to Singapore for a second is that they, they rebuilt the entire airport to be smart. Okay. So, oh, whenever, you know, you're traveling from, let's just say Singapore to Bali, right. Whenever you can, you can download an app and everything will come to you. It'll, it'll, it'll say, Hey Ryan, you know, don't go down, you know, the line is long here or check mm-hmm. it now everything is based on iot and, and also personalized personalized experiences
0: right yeah that data is
1: the more data you can collect the more personalized you can make it and the better exactly you you got it and and that's where also the synergy between iot and mobile comes really important uh because Absolutely. because especially you're you're talking about retail or or even hospitality then yeah. you just walk into let's say a hyatt right? And 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 the high will know everything about you. Or yep. uh, the other example that we kick around here is in casinos, is that if you don't want to be in a smoking section, why do you need to go through the smoking section? The system sure. will just tell you, you know, go, you know, take a left and go down the aisle to avoid all smoking. Right. Um, and, and these are really true use cases and, and that people, you know, really don't want to spend time or even their health could be impacted by it. Have
0: you um again this may be not be an area you're as close with since you're closer to the product but have you seen either a certain I don't know how to best way to explain it but certain areas of the country or certain types of of buildings as far as you know ones that are you know connected to a city that's trying to become smart or that kind of is more a um interested in what you guys are doing or is it all over the place like you're getting some in rural areas where you never expected them to even really care that much about technology all the way to you know in any of these very popular up-and-coming smart cities
1: yeah so the the, the really good thing is that a lot of a lot of places they want to be quote-unquote smart <laughs> right yeah. so um we're seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot of traffic in midwest so okay. I I'd I bucket Kansas City um yeah. like there there's a lot of places like in Michigan and all, all that kind of that whole section mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of people and of course out on the west coast mm-hmm. um they're 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 trying to do it because you want to do smart buildings and also smart cities right sure so because because smart buildings are really just you know one one part of the smart cities umbrella
0: so right. Nobody's really winning the smart city because no one's building like a an all in one smart city solution exactly. for city. Technology. So if you know, if you're building this in a way that can plug in through APIs to other um, components of you know technology that's connected to these buildings or around these buildings to kind of either share that data or complement the data they're already collecting as a smart city or a smart town, I think you know. The possibility is pretty tremendous.
1: You 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 nailed it. That's exactly what we're thinking with a lot of these things. It's like, for for lack of a better term, the buildings is almost like our Trojan horse into all these areas, right? Right. So right. So when, once once we once we tackle the building, we could do anything. Like the, let's just say a school or a hospital yeah. or anything like that in in these communities, because once you have that kind of as a reference point then you can segment to other verticals or sorry uh, I should say offerings.
0: So. Oh, and you also you know depending on how um, how much the users and by users I mean like let's say a, a part, owners of apartments or people who uh, high foot traffic in certain buildings are interacting with what is your, your building, you kind of have um, access to a ton of data. Because yes. usually in these cities, those buildings are probably the most populated, the most heavily trafficked. The, mm-hmm. the they, they take up a lot more of the space in a smart city than let's say a park does. And you know, the data you can collect off of yep. smart lighting or smart parking exactly. spaces, you know, what you're doing, you have more access to people. Yeah,
1: totally. And I, I think you you hit it with with, with parking spaces also. Because when I was in Chicago, I used ParkWiz a lot. yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think the other one is Spot Hero. I think yep. Spot Hero is the other one. Yeah, so mm-hmm. at, at, at my prior job, I was doing product at a crowdsourcing company. So we we were really, really big on smart parking lots. Like, you know, you just right. go to a movie and it's like some new release of a Marvel something, right? So mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is look for parking. <laughs> so- right. uh, so whenever you have all that data at your fingertips, it, it makes it a lot easier to even, you know, suggest to someone, hey, you know, this, this is good. And, and that data could be used to better the city also. Absolutely.
0: I mean, if you know more, the more you know about the people in the city, the better experience you can create in all facets of
1: their lives. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, there's, there's like data.gov and all mm-hmm. these like open source platforms. Uh, Mark Andres, Mark Andreessen and the Horowitz guys, they had backed the company. Sure. Um, I'm drawing a blank on them, but they, they basically wanted to open source smart smart city data. So. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: it, it may be what some of these cities really need and some of these companies need to be able to kind of ramp up smart city development because it's been a, a buzzword for a while now. We're starting to see it here and there, but it's just it's just not an easy thing because at least in my opinion, a lot of it is, the different kinds of technology have to go into it. But at the same yeah. time, you're usually dealing with a government and governments are kind of tough to deal with from a right. moving along quickly, accepting new technologies, getting funding. It's just, it's not mm-hmm. as fast as working in, a, in the private sector and having, you know, those people maybe who are more gung ho about technology and can implement stuff quickly. So, so yeah, it, it just, but, but the more data that you're able to collect and um, make decisions off of, I think, the more likely these um, solutions are able to kind of grow and allow smart cities to become something that we all think they can be.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you know, you're totally right. I think and and that's the beauty of what we're doing at SkyLight is we're just like a big data ingestion part right. of it because we we can pull in every kind of document you can think like being you know, like images, videos, PDFs,
0: all, sure. all that,
1: and then all and then all the sensor data too. So, uh, you know, we're we're working with some people to ingest in some of their HVAC stuff. Very, yeah, so.
0: That's- Yes, I mean, there must be, you know, outside of just that general data, I mean, there's probably a ton of ROI that comes into it mm-hmm. for for these building owners and facility owners. Um, yeah, absolutely. Now, one, one question I do have kind of following up to some of the things we have already talked about is, have you seen um, a certain demand for features or specific data by building or facility management companies or... Like, like just kind of getting some insight into what people seem to want the most
1: yeah so one one of the, oh, sorry I just say not one a, a couple of the most demanded features and data that people have been asking for is they need to stay on top of maintenance and their asset management okay good uh, because, because what what happens is that if they don't know what's happening right uh, you know with the HVACs or with you know the you know the bathrooms or anything like that um, they Everything is impacted by that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, like one example is like if people are cold and not so loud fan, they 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 can't be productive. Right. Right. Uh, and a lot of this really leverages people. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I we use WeWork as an example a lot, and there's other apps out there like Comfy and these mm-hmm. guys where they they just want to say, hey, you know, I hate this workspace. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Or or this is a terrific workspace. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that is a big part of it. And of course the asset management is, you need to really know what, what the quality of the assets are.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think a lot of that ties into, which is kind of an easy transition into our ask IT questions. Cause the first one relates to this, but really is that ROI, like they're going to care about this system being put into their building. If they can see that ROI in, in sooner. And I think a lot of the, the areas you just mentioned with being able to monitor assets and deal with maintenance um, yep. on the quality and the structure of the building or any of the items within the building that are expensive um, or costly to fix, let's say that ROI is going to be important. So that kind of segues perfectly into the first question, which is where are companies seeing the most ROI when it comes to smart buildings and facilities?
1: Yeah. So one. The, the 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 biggest ROI we see is that because it really starts with the with the fact that building assets like systems are super expensive <laughs> um yeah. but but the 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 flip side of that also is that they're even more when you kind of have to do maintenance on them right when when something breaks down so right. you really you really almost need that whole predictive maintenance part mhm right yeah, a lot. it
0: makes complete okay. sense cuz if you're if you wait until it breaks, it's going to be more expensive than if you could just continue to <laughs> update, ma- maintain right. it while, you know, and yeah, keep it refreshed. I mean,
1: it, it, it really comes back to like buildings are like the human body. Right. So whenever you're getting symptoms about something, you're like, wait, you know, I'm, I, I might be feeling this, then I better go fix it. <laughs> right. right. Um, so it's similar to buildings is, is that we're going to have all that data. So we can say, hey, you know, hey, hey, Brian, you might want to go check on that HVAC. Yep. Yeah,
0: so, and it makes also the teams associated with that more efficient.
1: You know, not absolutely, absolutely, because um, the the way that we're tackling is that they they need to have information at their fingertips, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like like data and information makes things a lot more actionable. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Now out of curiosity, do you guys have kind of separate teams within your organization working on the different end users as far as, you know, you're creating creating kind of interfaces and um, data collection for the maintenance team, through the business, to the owners, to then actually interfaces that are interacted with through by the, uh, you know, the, the everyday person that, that is in those buildings. Is that something that you guys have split up your teams to kind of focus solely on, or is it a collective effort?
1: It's, it's a collective effort. Um, okay. Well, of, of 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 course, we have like you know we have sales teams and BD teams, and and then right. the product team is kind of having their like segments, but mm-hmm. we're just all under you know one shop, as they say. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, because for
0: me, I, I've I've kind of always had this view, and a lot of people I talk to kind of share this: is that IoT solutions are the most provide the most value when they're built when you think from the end user backwards. Of Yep. So it seems as if that's the approach you guys are taking, and you have a lot of potential end users. So that's I was just curious, kind of how you guys have divvied up the time and team effort to be able to focus on them, so that each segment is like is is optimized for them.
1: Yeah. No, that, that that's a great point. I always just say, you see all the gray hair on people it's based on all the stress and arguments and meetings. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um it, it it's totally aligned with that. Like we, we identify the use cases based on like discussions with our amazing CS team, our our mm-hmm. our customer success team, and and then of course marketing and BD. So they're they're like the interface for 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 the product team and the engineering team to know really what we have to build.
0: Right. Okay. Great. So let's move on to the second question here we have is um for smaller buildings under management. I'm not sure exactly what smaller means, but I'll let you kind of define that. What would you say are the most important aspects of the building to start managing to see immediate value and possibly ROI?
1: Yeah, so this this really, this is a great question for, I don't know, it yet, but I think, I think two of the biggest, the, the two of the biggest aspects really are maintenance and people <laughs> are, are the single largest costs, right? Because when, when you come back to maintenance, it comes back to what you need to fix and so you, you need to be situationally aware about it, right? right? And and like in and and for people, the the biggest aspect here is that you need to understand how many people that you need to have, right? As in, in in terms of your field technicians to really get get the jobs done,
0: right? Okay, cool. So let's move on to the the last one um, we have, and this is a question. Actually, I just kind of threw in there because I was curious. Oh, cool. Um, in your opinion, what does the next phase of smart buildings or smart facilities, like the revolution behind making them smart, look like in your mind?
1: Yeah, so the the biggest thing is that they're going to be a lot less centralized, and okay. and 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 they they won't be able to and capable of interacting with the occupants. So like the all of the IoTs and mobile, they're really they're really making things a lot more, you know. It, it' been a word like personal, right, for people, right. So and and for instance, you you can talk to buildings as well. So we uh we we have our built-in uh, AI Carl can interact with staff and, and 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 it can also interact with people. So for instance, um the the building managers can ask Carl, you know, you know, uh, what do I need to work on or how's the building today, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 then Carl will say, oh, you know, Neil you have Twenty work orders to take care of, right? right? Um, but it, but also this, this could also come back to what you what you had greatly pointed out earlier, is around the different stakeholders. Mm-hmm. So one of those stakeholders are people in these buildings. Right. So, for instance, they could use Carl, like, hey, Carl, um, you know, what, like, where, where where's the closest bathroom? Right. In, in, in the vicinity. So, like, the next, the next phase is really creating, you know, hyper local. Almost personalized apps that leverage IoT and mobile as like a really good marriage between the two of them.
0: Right. Okay. Now, are you guys? I'm trying to think how to phrase this question. Um, that's slipping my mind. It was has to do with yeah. So so when you're thinking about like ROI from a building management perspective, you're looking at you know the interaction that an experienced users or not users um, individuals have within the building that are not like staff, for instance, is. Is something that's very important but do you think that there is more or less kind of focus paid to to that over the stuff you mentioned earlier which is the 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 asset tracking and management and um, the preventative maintenance
1: well i i i think for the for the, for this part it really comes down to understanding what people really need to take care of right right so I because I I think from 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 this perspective like the more visibility mm-hmm. that a, uh, let's just say a, a, a building manager of like like Villegas casino in San Diego uh, mm-hmm. the the more visibility they get into something it, the better you know the the ROI they will get because then because then they don't have to shell out you know X, X, X amount of money into that
0: Sure. And if they're creating the experience and driving more people through, then they have more yeah. money to spend and deal with anyways.
1: So Exactly. So that, that, that's a great point. And also, we always talk about how buildings are like brands. Right. Right. Because people, you know, people leave stuff on Yelp. You know, this is a terrible place or this is an amazing place. You do have to go here all the yeah, time. It, it's, so. not
0: even, it's not even always connected to the technology. There can just be the quality, the cleanliness, exactly. and that all does tie into Possible data that you guys can collect and make decisions off of, or the, you know, the exactly
1: teams in the building. So, exactly cool. right. Yeah, no, this Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say this is fascinating to me because I know very little about this space. So you've been you've educated me. I'm sure the audience is gonna love it too. But for me, it's I've learned a ton. I had you know obviously I had a lot of questions going into this. Um, so I really appreciate you taking time to kind of dive into these and answering a lot of these you know kind of in the moment questions that I just came to mind. But you did a great job, and I
1: really appreciate it. Oh, no, thanks, sir. No, thank you. And I think what, what, what you said at the end there is very, really important. Is just measuring the the, the entire customer experience uh, right. is is a big factor because we know Yelp and we know, you know, Facebook and Foursquare, sure. all these people, they leave all the reviews, right? Yep. But, you know, as, as a building manager, you almost have to also be a brand manager. <laughs> so, sure. Um, because you know, let's just say again. I'll just use Vegas Casino because like, if 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 they know their buffets are pretty bad because of fifty million reviews, and they better do something about it. Yeah. Or 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 if or if they know that they 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 need more non-smoking signs based on the reviews of people, then they need to act on it also. So mm-hmm. that that that's why we're we're putting more of an emphasis this year on getting human data or people data, as they say.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of these owners would love to understand or know this kind of stuff before it gets to Yelp. T-
1: totally. Totally. Uh, and, and that, and that's something that, you know, we had mentioned Carl earlier, mm-hmm. right? So that, that, that is something super important for that because it's really what we always call like situational where, or just instant visibility into something. So yep. it doesn't go on to Yelp. It doesn't hurt them. And then they know that, okay, I'll, I need to go tell Neil to go fix the HVAC system, right. or or I need to go tell someone else, you know, fix, fix like like fix the bathrooms or something like that. So, right.
0: very cool. Now I wanted to wrap this up and just see if there's anything maybe you wanted to touch on that we didn't cover, um, that you want to leave our audience with today, maybe about the space you're working in, important things to think about when it comes to the smart building and facility management space.
1: Yeah, so we, we actually touched on this earlier a little bit, but we just know that people spend almost all their time. So we, we found out that they spend 90% of their lives in buildings. Okay. Um, and, and, and what happens is that these, these, these buildings and places are often overlooked uh, and, and the experiences people have with them is often overlooked. Sure. So when, when, when we're able to combine all this information in one place, and, and it's able to be communicated to the various stakeholders, mm-hmm. everything runs almost streamlined for um, sure. from, from, from that perspective.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to connect today and be on this episode. Is there, you know, if, if our audience, let's say, has questions or is curious to learn a little bit more about um, this space or just talk to you directly, is there a way that they can find you? Do you, you know, Twitter, is LinkedIn better? Like well, What's the best for you?
1: Oh yeah, we we have a Twitter handle at at, at site one zero zero one. Okay. Or 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 they can even send me an email. I'm okay. I'm I'm happy to answer emails from anyone. All right, perfect. And of course, on on, on on all the social networks, we're all over the place. So sounds
0: good. Well, I'll make sure I link all that up in the description so people can find and then you know mention you to see if there's anything directly they want to talk to you about. Um, <laughs> But again, thanks so much for taking time. I think this was a highly informative and valuable episode. I'm excited to get this out and see how our audience likes it. Um, you're a tremendous guest, and hopefully we'll have you or at least someone else from your team back sometime soon and, and keep
1: building the relationship with you guys. Definitely, Ryan. Thank you for having me. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks again. Bye, man. Take care. All Thank right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. All
0: right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Neil Jane, the product manager of Site1001. Now, our ultimate goal is to always provide you with as much value in every piece of content that we create. So hopefully we're able to achieve that here today. If so, we would love it if you could leave a rating or review on whichever platform you're listening to us on. If not, we would love your thoughts on how we may be able to improve these episodes. Also, if you have any questions about anything related to the IoT space or one of our guests specifically, please use the hashtag AskIoT or tweet us directly at IoTForAll, and we'll be sure to review those questions and hopefully have it featured on one of our future episodes. Thanks again for listening.